so sometimes I take my kids juice and drink it whenever I'm thirsty. Nice. Yeah, but Zeke has trouble pooping, and we put this stuff called Miralax in his juice sometimes. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> You're not having trouble pooping now. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not and you're not. Oh yeah, we're both we're both pretty uh regular. <laughs> yeah. Your valves are pretty clean, huh? Um I I definitely wouldn't say clean. I think that's the wrong word for it. <laughs> Empty. Empty would be that's a good word for it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it's a dealio, man. What are we doing today? Uh, hey man, I just work here. I, I don't know what we're doing. Huh. Is Libby here? Hey Libby. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, phones. Can oh, you hear yeah, this? Try. Oh God. <laughs> Is that you, Lord? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Spoke from the fingers of God. <laughs> what the crap, dude? <laughs> I feel like. I feel like you watched like some uh, some TBN or something and heard someone say that. No, that was from last week's episode. I didn't even catch it till after I listened to it. No, no, I know, but like the way, uh, where did you get that thought for in last week's episode? I don't know. You just sound like, like something to say, you know. So this is Christmas. Sure as the sun will rise. Whoa, this is Christmas, sure as the sun will rise? Is that really a song? So, how was your week, Ben? It was... What kind it, of it, uh, it, spiritual revelations has God been giving you? Um, that I don't like my boss's management style <laughs> really or yeah <laughs> god's been teaching me that <laughs> <laughs> That's and um that i don't know man you ever felt like like okay so outside of work i feel kind of like um uh like a disciple in the book of Acts, like oh, yeah. just so much potential. Like, like I feel like Peter. I think outside of work, I feel like Peter, like someone with like so much potential, but not doing enough with it. Uh, but the future looks bright. And then whenever I go to work, I feel like David in all the sad psalms, where he's <laughs> like, "My enemies are pressed up against me. <laughs> they, they, they." They mock me and uh, slander me all day in the streets. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a disease burning in my loins. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the, that's the scripture that God's been speaking to you this week. <laughs> it's just the Miralax. Yep. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Is that you or the Miralax talking, Ben? What's, what's going on <laughs> Yeah, it's good stuff. No, I mean, I kind of told you a little bit about like faith and I'm just kind of getting a new perspective on faith has a whole lot less to do with, uh, uh, what you believe in and a lot more about what, like 
how how strongly do you trust what you believe in? Mm-hmm. It's not like I believe in that. Well, that's cool, but that's not what faith is. But how much of your life is based on the reality of what you believe in? Yeah. Yeah, I actually had a really good talk with my boss. Um, I was I was driving a truck up to Anderson for him this week, and then I rode back with him, and we were kind of just talking, and he's expressed a few times like that he goes to church. So I was like, yeah, it might be fun to talk to him a little bit about that. So we talked about God, and we talked about like my experiences over at Living Water, and he's kind of going through a storm, uh, similar thing with his church right now, and they're deciding whether they're going to leave or not. Oh, snap. He, he just doesn't know whether um, he feels like that's where they need to stay or that's where they need to be or whatever. It, every church has their own issues and stuff. But uh, yeah. um, I was talking to him, and I really feel like I'm I'm at a place right now where I'm doing like a – I'm still making my full circle of um, well-rounded Christianity because – you know, coming out of like living water and all of that stuff, it was very legalistic, very religious and very, I did a lot of things just because it's what I was told to do. And then I came to a spot where I was like, well, screw all of that. I don't want anything. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. If it's just out of legalist legalism and stuff like that. And I think yeah. like now I'm coming to a place where I'm coming like around full circle where I've like, I've got the wisdom to know what I need to do and what I don't need to do. And I'm starting to get that desire just to, I don't know, get back with God and like do those things again, not of like a legalistic mindset, but just like, yeah. I know that those things are beneficial and good. So like, I don't want to let everything that happened to me, like hold me back forever, which I don't feel like it really has. It's been learning and I was telling my boss it's been really good I feel like I've grown a lot through all of this because I uh, wouldn't yeah. have had that experience to learn from you know so everything yeah. that happened there it's helped me you know even though and I wouldn't even say any place that I've been is bad like it's all been learning for me like I don't think any place I've been in the last year or two has been a bad place like I was on a I was at a place where I was super religious super legalistic and then I was mm -hmm. in a place where I was super free and open. And then now I'm coming to a spot where I feel like the two can be married. Freedom and works and righteousness and grace can all be married together in a way that looks good and healthy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel you. It was like, it was like uh, you, <laughs> I don't know why my brain goes here. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> You're... It's like you're in a bad relationship, and then you 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 uh you broke up, and then and now you're like, I just need to, I I need to be single for a minute, and now you're like, I'm ready to pursue a relationship again yeah. with churchiness, not churchiness, but you know what I mean, like the practical application of a Christian life that's yeah, more I, than just I like I, I believe with, in stuff. Yeah, I broke up with church. You broke up with church, and then you yeah. you know you're single, and you had to find yourself for a while. Now, not saying you're going to get back into a relationship with church air quotes included, but the, the Christian Christian said. lifestyle, basically. What do you mean by that, though, Keith? What? Like you're ready to. Like what are you I don't know. Like, yeah, just I'm ready to 
I don't know. I oh. know that oh. I I know that God has a plan for me, and I like yeah. I have no problem with where I'm at. That's not an issue at all. I could be here for the rest of my life, and that'd be cool. But I don't know. I want to not in like a religious way, but I want to be everything I can be for God. I want to. I know that. I don't know. I know that reading my Bible is good. I know that praying is good. I know that evangelizing in whatever aspect applies to my life is good. And I want to get back to a place where I can do those things in a way that's healthy, in a way that I enjoy. Because I do believe that the Word of God is true. I do, even if mm -hmm. it's not 100%, I don't know if I believe it's 100% literal anymore, but I do yeah. believe that there is a lot of wisdom and there's a lot of truth in the Bible. And I yeah. do believe that talking to God is good. And I know that's something that I don't really do a lot right now. And I'm not, I don't condemn myself or judge myself for it, but I do, I would like to talk to God more and want to do that more. So the thing is like, I don't, I don't say anything like I've been in a bad place. And that's why I want to clarify on that because I yeah, haven't yeah. been in a bad place. I've been in a place and now I feel like as, as yeah, I'm, I'm, growing in a different way not in a better way and i want to get back to those things again i want to i know that god just in like blunt words like i know that god has more for me than just me like he has more for me than just my happiness and me hanging out drinking with friends having a good time buying new video games and enjoying my life and doing stuff that pleases me like it's really it's fun and I enjoy where I'm at, but I also know that God has me here for a purpose, whatever that looks like. I don't know. I'm not trying to define what evangelism is or what oh, yeah. healthy Bible we'll work on that later. or how to pray. <laughs> I'm not trying to define all those things, but I know those things are good is what I'm saying. Mm. So, so you're not saying like what you're saying is I'm not in a bad place by, right now, but you believe that there's a better place that you could be when than where you're at right now. Like this isn't bad, but I, I feel like for me, there's a better place for me to be. Is that kind of like what you're saying? Yeah. There's a different place, not necessarily a better D place. There's a, yeah, different, uh, a different yeah. place, a place that fits you more where you're more like, well, we should always be wanting to grow. I mean, that's exactly. Just, yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what I'm yeah. getting at there is that you're like, I want to progress forward and do different things. Yeah. And continue to be in a good place, but not doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, um, like when I'm thinking about it, it's like, um, you have to have, like if you're building, you know, blocks or whatever, you have to have that good base. So I think we've all kind of been restructuring that. Like, so if you're feeling like you're ready to build, you know, more, cause now you know who you are, you know, you don't what you don't want to be a part of. You know God in a different way. Mm -hmm. For me, that's kind of, kind of how I'm looking at it. Like, yeah, my needs. Um, I don't know how to describe it besides this. Like, there's a psychologist Maslow that had the hierarchy of needs. So the mm -hmm. base of it is like you as uh, food, water. Like you need that. If you don't, you know, if you're a starving person, isn't thinking about being enlightened 
mentally or something. So mm-hmm. you build up, you know, food and safety and um, shelter and all these other things to get to the very top of where you yeah, yeah. be. So that's kind of how I've been thinking about, like, just my soul needing to feel, like, authentic and safe and free from just uh, religious influence or others that way and just really come down to it like what's the base of what I believe and then I can build up from there I mean we saw what not having a proper foundation looks like you know what I'm saying like foundations that are built on manipulation or control or you know we, we came out of a culture that was very much built on as much as it claimed to stand on solidity and truth and stuff like that, and there were aspects of it. I mean, it was not everything was a complete lie, but it was definitely yeah, built, yeah. It was definitely built on manipulation it's and like control and fear. For yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. For all the good stuff was like because you had to, or that was the right thing to do, or God, like that was the way to earn love or spirituality through our actions. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I agree with what you're saying, Libby, because. Yeah, it's like you don't walk up to a homeless person and say, hey, I set you up a 401k, so you'll be good in 30 years, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, they're like, in that moment, how they, dare need, you? they need a warm bowl of soup, they need a blanket, they need a place to put their head at night, they don't, they don't need a retirement fund, they don't need, you know, all that stuff, like, so, I mean, it's good, like, foundations are important, and if those aren't built properly, a house won't stand, I mean... Jesus talked about that when he was talking about, you know, the house built on the sand. The winds came and the waters rose and that house was that house was tore apart because the foundations were infirm. But the house that was built on the rock, it was solid. The person who built it knew what they were doing. And when the winds came and the waters rose, bam, the house was fine. So wherever I feel like with Pilgrims and Prodigals, I mean, it's good to note that it's all about being on a journey. And I'm not going to judge where anyone's at on their journey. If you're at a place where you're trying to figure out what you believe or if you even believe at all, you are on your journey. Figure that out on your own time. And if I can help, if any words that I say can help, you know, usher someone towards that, that's awesome. But it's like wherever you're at is good. You know, if you're seeking truth, if you're trying to figure life and God out, that's good regardless of where you're at in the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you don't treat a journey to uh, a new city with opportunities and, you know, like a great, awesome place. You don't treat a journey there. You're not like, well, uh, I'm kind of, I'm on a country road right now and there's not a lot around and I'm in a bad place. You know what I mean? Because you're on your way to a better place. So the steps along the way are not a bad place to be if you're They're going a in a place. good direction. I think that like it's having a, a, a healthy direction for your life is way more important than like where you're at right now. If that makes sense. Like for example, like someone who is, I would, you wouldn't necessarily think that like, I guess, how do I say like checking into rehab or being a part of AA, some people wouldn't consider that a good place, but that's a great place to be if you're coming from like does that make sense yeah yeah it's it's, i don't want to go to rehab right now because that's like not 
what I need in my life, but there are people that do. And that doesn't mean that rehab, like rehab is a great place. It's a fantastic, amazing place where you're moving in a good direction. Or even if you're not in rehab, you know, you're like, you have an addiction and you're fighting it and winning and you're going in a healthy direction. You, that's still a good place, you know, you're, cause you're on a road to a better place. As long as you're not just content to be wherever you are and you're not heading in a better place, you're stagnant or you're moving in a unhealthy direction. That's like the only bad place you can be everywhere on earth is a possible path to a better place, no matter how bad it is. Yeah. That's just making me think of like, we're the ones who put all these markers on people. Like you're not, good if you're not doing these three things or you're not Christian enough if you're not doing these but God said he looks at our heart and Mm -hmm. that is really what matters yeah and I think also we can let those things lead us into a bad place like almost like blaming like it would be really easy for me to blame living water and blame Tom and blame all of them for you know why my life sucks or why blah 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 this or that but when we like we if it's a two-sided coin, like if if so, anybody has an issue in their life, then like, and this may not even be a completely true statement, but I feel like mm. it's the person who caused it, it's their problem. But it, I feel like at some point I have to take partial ownership of everything that happens in my life because like... I don't let things get to me unless I let them get to me. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm sitting around moping and just pissed off for the rest of my life because of what living water did to me, yeah. yes, they were wrong for doing that. But at the mm-hmm. same time, at some point I've got to say, yeah, that was wrong. That was stupid. But I can't sit around and be mad the rest of my life because that's on me. I'm yeah, 100%. To, to myself. So I feel like it's a, like I said, like a double-sided coin, you know, we got to, we have to acknowledge like, yeah, there are bad people who are doing bad things in the world to people and someone may do something bad to you, Yeah, but it's also just as much your responsibility, maybe not completely, because, you know, if someone does something, that can have really bad effects, you know? Oh, yeah, no. So take your time and do what you need to do to process through it, but... We should have the goal at the end of it to reach the other side and be healthy again. So, yeah, I think it's kind of like what we said a couple episodes ago. Whenever how people treat you, that's on them. How you respond to how people treat you, that's on you. Yeah. I think that's just a healthy way to look at life. Yeah. And maybe it's not 100% true. Maybe there's some truth to it. I don't know. But. I mean, I'm not, I mean, it, I would even be okay with saying like where you're at in life isn't necessarily 100% your fault because people can do things to you, but no matter where you're at or what, what's going on, your response is your response. How you respond to that is 100% on you. True. Am I, do I sound low to you? Like my voice? No. Can you hear me? No. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Every once in a while, I'll hear myself feeding back through the headphones, but it's not that bad. Well, I've got you playing through an amp over here, so. Right on. Oh, man. Uh, so, I'm guessing, Keith, you've already hit record, right? 
<laughs> oh crap. Yes, I have. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering. Uh, so there's my, uh, that would suck if I didn't, cause that was a pretty good conversation. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have, I, I'm glad I had that conversation, whether it was recorded or not. That's Pilgrims and Prodigals is all about Conver- conversation. Conversation. Yeah. Makes the no. world go round. So, uh, so how, do, how do you think that? Our conversation went last night. I think our conversation was awesome last night. I wish it, it would have been recorded. Yeah. I, uh, I, that's why I feel every time that I have a deep conversation with you, I'm like, dang it, that would just be so good to just share with people. Uh, so anyone who doesn't, who's listening to this, if you're on the Facebook page, you probably, you probably know like what's been going on with that. I posted something about drinking and getting drunk and is it wrong and why is it wrong? And we had a really good conversation about it last night and we kind of came to the conclusion that following a drunken fist fight but right beforehand yeah and then then we had a good conversation after no i'm just kidding that never happened (laughs) (laughs) now we uh so we pretty much came to the conclusion at the end of it that at least on my end i don't Mm -hmm. think it's uh being drunk itself that is the sin but i it can lead to a lack of wisdom and it can open you up to whatever sin is already inside of you and bring that forth. See, that's a thing that like, you know, people, and I don't think because the Bible does talk about, like Nate mentioned last night, it can lead to debauchery. But the thing is, it's, it's not debauchery itself. It opens your heart up to those things. And I don't Mm -hmm. know, like I, where I'm at, I don't look at being drunk in itself as a sin. Yes. It leads you to, it could lead you to a place of lack of wisdom, I personally have never been there. Like, I've been pretty drunk, but I've never been to a place where I'm like, oh, man, I'm drunk. Time to cheat on my wife. Oh, man, I'm drunk. Time to kill someone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I, it's not it's not being drunk itself that causes those things. I think it opens up a man or a woman's heart to whatever sin is already inside of them that or whatever thing they're struggling with. Because the thing, sure. like I told you, I don't like throwing that word around like throwing that word yeah. sin around it literally just makes me feel gross because I don't want to judge people. I don't want to make people feel condemned or like mm-hmm. they're less than good to God or like stuff like that. Like I want to talk about why things are wrong, but at the same time, if I do call something sin, I want to describe it first. I want to talk about it. I want to figure things out because I just don't want to be that guy that's like Sin, 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 don't do it. You're wrong. God hates yeah, yeah, yeah. you. God doesn't like that. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, I just don't want to be I... that person. Even if I do think something is a sin, I don't want to be that guy that's just sin. You know? But I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Or you? Uh, yes. So, hold on. Let me remind me later. I'm trying to tell my computer not to restart. Oh. Um,. So something that uh, two point response to that is one, as far as like, we, we didn't really talk about this last night, but like as a response to like, you're not someone who throws the word sin around. Um, and I guess the, the contrary to that would be someone who talks about it pretty, pretty regularly and is more comfortable with the word, uh, and saying it. And 
the reason that I think I discovered last night that me and you view that word different. And I think that a lot of our podcasts are just us figuring out how each other talks and the definitions of our words. Mm -hmm. But like for me, I can come from what I feel like is a humble place and say that I have sin in my life right now. And it doesn't necessarily, I mean, I don't want it to be there, but I don't have intense anxiety about it because God isn't interested in making me perfect right now. He's interested in perfecting me, which is may take my whole life. And I love God and I want to work the sin out of my life. But because I can easily recognize it in my life and say, yes, it's there. I see it and I'm aware of it and I want to conquer it. And I still feel loved and completely accepted by God. I will tend to assume that everyone else feels the same way about it. You know what I mean? Like if I was to say like, I think that that is a sin. I'm not saying like, I think that that separates you from God and will make you burn in hell for eternity. I, I, when I say that, all I mean is I think that God doesn't approve of that. And that's something that should be worked toward or worked away from, uh, to get to a more healthy spiritual place. Like for me, sin is not a marker of condemnation. It's a yeah, that's definitely not like what I would say the ideal Christian life looks like. And we should work that out as we go. It has nothing to do with like, you're not right with God. You're, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I am 100% God's son. And because a son does things that the father doesn't approve of, I'm not immediately disowned. I am loved into becoming the man that I'm supposed to be. God's raising me up with sin in my life. And he's working on getting it out. And it's not like a huge judgmental word for me to say that. So that's why I think I say it more often and I could be wrong, but that's, that's where I'm at with it. Um, the other, to make a quick other point, just real quick to get everybody on the same page. If you're not on the pilgrims and prodigals Facebook and you have no idea what we're talking about, Keith posed a question that brought up a lot of really good discussion. And the question was not, is it okay to drink? But is it okay to be drunk as a Christian, okay to get drunk? And so I personally, so everybody knows where I stand on it before we get going, is that drinking and abstinence from drinking, I don't even think you can find that in Scripture where it's like, do not drink a drop of alcohol. That whole pretense doesn't really make sense to me. I'm not sure where people get that. I think if anything, it teaches that it's okay because Jesus drank wine and I know there's a bunch of religious people out there like, oh, but there's a, there's a, there's a way around that where it's okay for me to tell people to live how I want them to. Uh, but no, he drank wine and there's plenty of instances of people drinking wine in the Bible. And then that's okay. No one stops afterwards and is like, what the freak, Jesus? You know what I Like it's okay. Yeah. But then there's the other issue where the Bible does talk about drunkenness in a negative light. So – how do we work that out into actual real life or is it, yeah, you know, that's man, the question to, that's being posed. So now, now that, that everyone out. that's listening to the podcast knows exactly where we're at in our conversation, I feel comfortable going forward and I'm going to be quiet for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like we have to figure it all out too and weigh all the scriptures because yeah, there are scriptures where um, it's clear that at least from a standpoint, clear that God's against drunkenness, but then there are also scriptures where, um, like in uh, Psalms or Proverbs where 
the Bible says that wine is good and it brings joy to the heart. You know, it's like, why would that be there? It's like grape juice doesn't bring joy to heart. You know what I'm saying? Like me just eating mm-hmm. something or drinking something like I think he was, I think like it is, it hints that like intoxication like can make you happy. Now, excessive use of anything is wrong. And that's something that we hinted on last night. But mm-hmm. the thing is, like, I don't think it's just like we've if there's this invisible line of drinking that we're just not allowed to cross. It's like, why? Why even drink at all? Like, why am I going to even open a beer if I've got to find this invisible line where it's like, oh, I can drink this much, but no more. Like, I know my judgment. I know my tolerance. I know my heart. I know who I am. I know my morality. And the thing is, out of all that I've drank, I've never drank enough where I've lost morality. And that's the thing. Like, people think that all of a sudden you're going to drink so much that you're not you anymore, that you're just Mm going to go do whatever and you're going to have no morality. And the thing is, if there's a lack of morality, like I said before, I feel like it's already in the heart and the alcohol, like, yes, it may cause you to not care about wisdom. But the thing is, if there's a lack of morality, it's already there. If there's a whatever it is, I mean, some mm-hmm. people really have a problem with drinking out, and they shouldn't. Like, where aside from like the oh, it's fine, yeah, aspect of it. So that yeah. you know, alcoholism like is bad. Yeah, yeah. Like some people really can just drink and then go crazy. You know, like not themselves and you know blackout yeah. or whatever. So to me, it's kind of. Like what you were saying, um, you have to know and figure out what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, I will clarify that I believe that alcoholism is not good. I don't think God likes any kind of addictions because I don't think God likes any kind of addictions because addictions steal devotion to Him. If I'm more focused on video games than I am God, I don't know. I don't think He likes that. If I'm more focused on anything else other than God, if I'm addicted to alcohol if i'm addicted to drugs if i'm addicted to video games on a tv screen and i don't yeah i mean think about god anymore don't care about god anymore i don't think that's something that he likes and alcoholism is destructive it's one it's bad for your relationship with god and two it's just bad for your body and i think god cares about our health as well for other people yeah but as far as like me occasionally getting drunk i don't think that's a bad thing because like I said, I've never hit a spot where all of a sudden I'm not me anymore and I'm some zombie that alcohol is controlling. I just don't – I mean maybe someone can get like that if they do reach a certain limit. I don't know. I, I've just mm-hmm. never – I will only speak from what I've experienced and that's, that's where I'm going to leave that. Maybe yeah. someone can reach that limit. But the thing is I'm not going to put definitions on something if I do not understand – if I haven't been that drunk, I'm not going to speak to it. I'm not going to say it can't happen, but I'm going to say I've never been there myself. Even at my birthday party, anyone who was there knows that I drank a lot that night, and I drank way <laughs> yeah. too much. I was giving yeah. full-on speeches that I don't remember standing yeah. in a chair. But the thing is, that whole time I was drunk that night, never once lost my morality, never once did something stupid didn't get in any fights, didn't, I don't know, like, I didn't forget who I was. And I just, I've never reached a point where that happens. And I, 
I, and I can't, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen because I will not speak to something that I don't know about, but I will say that for my, for me, it is, I've never reached that point where all of a sudden alcohol took over and all I'm like a walker and I'm no, I don't think the alcohol took over my cerebral cortex and now it's just the alcohol making decisions. I just don't think in my opinion that I've ever reached the point of, of that level. And I don't, so you yeah, no. per person, like you have to figure out. Yeah. If you have to find your, you have to find your, uh, lines on anything. So there was, there was some good talking points that were brought up last night that I kind of just want to like rehash on the podcast. Cause I think they're valuable to talk about. Um, one, one of them was, um, because I mean, I could talk about where I'm at. We'll get there eventually. I'm sure I'll, we'll have input and stuff, but like, I just, I want to share good conversation with people on the podcast. So like one of the questions, questions that I brought up was that if, alcohol is completely fine and it's okay to get as drunk as you want. And there that's totally, there's no way that could be bad. Um, why is it? Well, I guess really that just, why is it that through history alcohol, why do you think that through history alcohol has been associated with making bad decisions? Like for example, like our legal system, it legally they're like hey you you make worse decisions when you're driving uh after you're drunk so don't do that and then also there's like the whole concept of drunk dialing where people call people and say things that they wish they weren't actually saying and they regret it afterwards or like oh man i woke up and like i definitely should not have made the decision to sleep with that person not saying like cheat on their wife or cheat on their husband or anything but like where you would lower your standards as to what you would want in uh, a person that you're going to be intimate with. And then you're like, Oh God, what have I done? Oh geez, that was a bad choice. So why is it that alcohol is associated with bad choices? Well, to just to clarify on that too. Um, I think you kind of hit on two separate things there. You talked about the physical effects of alcohol and then moral effects of it at the same time. So I think you have to divide those two. As far as impairment, driving, and stuff like that, yes, those effects, you have those effects with alcohol. Yeah, Amanda said your reaction time is going to be slower. Stuff like that, you should definitely not drink and drive. Those things are bad, but I don't think those are enough to call it sin. Now, Oh, no, yeah, no, 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 I'm not – Forget the word sin and in, in what the question I just asked. I'm talking about like why is it that alcohol is associated with bad decisions? So forget the throw out the drinking and driving part. It's but why is drinking associated with bad decisions? Because it it lowers your inhibitions. So I mean it, it's called like truth juice for a reason. You kind of yeah. you you it takes away your um you don't reason as long as what you would normally or the same way. (laughs) So gotcha. There's, I definitely think there's something to drinking responsibly, which would be, you know, like in a safe environment with people that you trust and Mm -hmm. things like that wouldn't happen. Sure. But yeah. And then also, you know, like I said before to, you know, the person who 
drunk dialed or drunk texted or slept with someone they shouldn't have that like i said before that all comes down to things that were probably already in that person's heart that the alcohol made them feel bulletproof enough to do you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying like yes alcohol may give someone false courage or the ability to uh step away from wisdom and right decisions but sure. I don't think alcohol is the cause of those things. I think it's definitely not it's definitely not a positive motivation when you've consumed too much. And that's why I think there still is I mean, every beer commercial you see it says drink responsibly. So Yeah, yeah, there's absolutely. Respons there's responsibility and moderation for everything. If you eat okay. too much food, okay. you're gonna gain too much weight. If you yeah. don't yeah. sleep you're probably going to pass out at work or something like that. Or while you're driving or, or you're <laughs> worse. Driving. If you drink too much, there's probably going to be bad consequences on that too. But the thing yeah. is, like, I don't think what I'm trying to say is I don't think it's the alcohol itself that's the issue. And I'll, I'll keep yeah. going back to that, that it's if someone drunk dials or hooks up with someone and they shouldn't have or something like that, that's probably something that was in their heart already that's it, alcohol didn't speak to them and the okay wasn't speaking so through alcohol saying go do this go do that you know absolutely i 100 percent 100 percent agree with you so would you agree that this would you agree with this statement then because i think i'm on the same page with you is that alcohol and um being drunk as in like not like I'm not talking about like blackout, like I'm just completely gone and wasted drunk. I'm talking more about the like I'm still pretty high functioning. I'm just not using as much reason when I'm making my decisions. So you would say that – and I think I agree with this is that that's not a sin to be in that place where you're like uh, intoxicated and you're making decisions more um, – loosely but because you're making decisions more loosely the sin that was already present in your heart has a greater ability to have an impact on your life because you're willing to make like let's say sin I that i have in my heart isn't destroying my life it's destroying my spiritual life and it's not affecting me physically but drinking alcohol can bring that negative spiritual thing that's inside of you out and let it have an impact on your life i would I would agree because with that. It, it, it was because it, I'm it, it's wrong for me to ha be like a lustful person and want to get with whoever I can. That's that's not necessarily a healthy way to live. But I might not do that. But when I drink alcohol, oops, that slipped out and now it's affecting my life. Yeah. OK, I'm, I, I'm on I, that page, too. I would agree with that I'm on that know. page, too. I would agree with that, that. it, And it's like I said yesterday, like. Oh, what did I say? It was really confusing and spiritual. And <laughs> uh, so I said, like, uh, like getting drunk on the spirit and getting drunk in the flesh are like two different things because it's all about what's already inside of you. Getting mm -hmm. drunk in the spirit, or not necessarily like, doo -doo 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 -doo, but like getting closer to God is what I'm meaning by that. Drawing, drawing closer to God. It's going to help you deal with the sin that's inside of you, not in, yeah. a, in a condemning way or a judging way. That I, I don't mm -hmm. say that. But as when I say sin, I just mean like 
you know, things that you could be doing better on or things that you're struggling with, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I, getting I, uh, closer to sorry, God go and, and leaning more towards him helps you deal with that and get it out of the way as opposed to leaning towards um, like drunkenness in the flesh. It, I feel like it probably like opens those things up even more if it's inside of you, if you reach that limit too. Because I feel like it's all about, like I said before, moderation. So, and I don't, everyone always assumes that if someone drinks, like, I don't know why the Christian view on drinking is the way it is sometimes, but it's like if someone drinks, oh, they're an alcoholic, oh, they're getting wasted and making dumb decisions. I mean, I drink, you know, like, maybe a couple times a week. I'm probably not even that much. I don't know. Like I hang out with friends once a week, maybe and drink and I'll have a few beers throughout the week. But the thing is like, I don't, I'm not getting wasted every night and making dumb decisions. Like I'm not. Yeah. And that's the assumption that we go to. in in Christianity, we always jump to the worst possible situation with everything. So it's like, like let's in order to avoid worst possible situations, let's get as far away from everything as possible and that's okay if that's your conviction and that's what you want to do but don't assume that everyone else is in that spot so or even Christians all over the world you know like I think mm -hmm. this is sort of a maybe not completely unique kind of American problem but Mm -hmm. you know in Europe having a glass of wine with dinner or whatever is not not looked on as unchristian ever it's only in the yeah the Western Charismatic Church. Maybe it's like, really the, like you know, the Puritan kind of beginnings or whatever, you know, holiness that drinking was automatically taken off the list for being holy. Yeah. I, uh, so, so Libby, I'm kind of interested to like get your points because like Keith, I love you, but I already had this conversation with you last night. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fine. I'll shut up. So like, would, no, no, not not saying that. I just want to hear Libby's point of view. So, Libby, if you would you agree with me if or us if we said that drinking and being intoxicated isn't necessarily a sin, but it has more ability to draw the sin that's in your heart into the real world, so that it has a bigger impact on your life physically. Yeah, I think both ways because you see that um, it alcohol brings down your inhibitions so that can be good you know like getting your courage up to do something or you know like or talk to someone that you would normally which that's not necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. or it could come out in a negative way of doing something or talking to someone you shouldn't be or you know like things that are Mm -hmm. harmful to your life so i think there's something to that um that idea that bringing out whatever is already in your heart already or what you're thinking about or, you know, you might do or not. Yeah. Some people genuinely though, alcohol is a trigger for them and that may not apply to them. Like, um, the bad behavior and negative effects of their life doesn't mean that that necessarily they're a, Oh, on the inside, they're an immoral person. Alcohol is their addictive substance, and they need to not drink. Right, for someone who... And and Keith, I want to get your input on this as well. No way, I completely disagree with everything you say, Ben. Wow. (laughs) 
Wow. Oh, oh, that's good. That's totally cool. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I still love you. That affects my relationship with you zero percent. Wow. Um, <laughs> Keith, I love you. I don't need to agree with you on everything. <laughs> um, right. No, I know you're just messing around, but so it's we can clearly define and say that this is true for everyone is that if you're unable to experience happiness without alcohol, it's not okay to use alcohol as a substitute in your life for genuine happiness to drink just so that you feel happy. That's not a healthy, uh, that's not healthy for a Christian or a non-Christian. That's just not healthy in general to substitute real happiness with alcohol-induced happiness. Absolutely. Yeah, like we talked about last night, that, you know, if you're drinking to forget, if you're drinking to get away, if you're drinking because it's the only time you, you are happy, then there is an issue there. It's an underlying issue of something like, let's figure that out, you know, and as a Christian, like, cause I'm, you know, we have to look at this from the Christian perspective. Like if I'm a Christian and I'm just drinking because I'm trying to forget or be happy or not be depressed or something like that. Like there is an underlying thing that I need to deal with that alcohol is not the answer. Like if, if we're putting anything as the answer other than, than God, I mean, and how, whatever that looks like, whatever aspect of God figuring that out looks like for you. Like if you're, if we're trying to look towards anything else to solve our issues other than God, then there is an underlying problem there. So I will agree with you on that. Yeah. I, I could, I have two more questions that I want to ask you guys. Are you, or do we have enough time for that? Yeah, dude. We only had like a 42 sure. minute podcast last week, so we're good. Okay. Uh, to two more questions is one is, do you feel like, and I'm not, I, I can't speak from experience on this because where I'm at in my life, I currently do feel a little bit convicted about venturing out into the waters of being intoxicated. And it's just not a place that I need to go, nor a place that I feel comfortable going at this point in my life. But that's not the, that's not the question here. So I don't have the experience that you guys do. So I want to ask you is that, is there somewhere between, um, what, is it possible to be a completely healthy Christian, um, who's growing in their relationship with Jesus and go past the point where you wouldn't feel comfortable driving a car, but still not be in a bad place as far as like, it's fine to be past where I I wouldn't trust myself driving a car, but I do trust myself in this environment to maintain my faith and my values and my convictions and my morality. Well, once again, the reason that you can't drive drunk is that's all that's reaction time and stuff like that no like i wouldn't say because my reaction time is slower i i'm in a bad place and i know that that may may not be all the way you're hitting at but the thing is like i trust my friends and i would never get drunk in a place i wasn't comfortable with there's a lot of wisdom with this sure there's a lot of wisdom to go with everything so you know like i want to be wise and what I do, but at the same time, like I don't, I don't distrust myself because mm-hmm. I've had more than. And so you feel like you could, you feel like you could have wisdom and not, you could trust yourself and have wisdom about you 
if you were – I'm not saying that like driving the car is not a benchmark for anything spiritual. But I'm saying that like spiritually you are intoxicated and you wouldn't trust yourself driving a car. But you you believe that that is – doesn't matter. Like I'm that much intoxicated and I'm still completely in the grounds of wisdom, morality, and boundaries – and I am still able to feel completely safe as a Christian. Like I'm not going to make any negative decisions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That that's an easy question to answer for you guys. It's it's not for me because I've never. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. unexplored territory for me. So that's why yeah, I'm. Okay. I think a lot curious. of it depends on your environment, where you know what yeah. situations you're putting yourself into. Just yeah. like with any other thing, you know, if you if mm-hmm. you're somewhere that anyways that you would feel unsafe i think that's not a good idea ever so sure yeah i don't know this this might not be an easy question to answer for for someone who doesn't and and this isn't me but for the people that are listening that don't agree with you and they think that no if you're not if you're that drunk you're not safe you're not in your right mind and it's a bad place to be what would you say to those people to say you know like yeah, I would say just don't drink. <laughs> like if you're, <laughs> like if you're like, oh, two beers can't drive anymore. Why drink sure. two beers then? Just don't freaking drink. Go get a Mountain Dew and have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, good man. stuff, good stuff. Louis, <laughs> did you have anything to add to that one, or is that just like you feel the same way? Like uh, you're probably not, <laughs> you're probably not ready for this experience with your life. So, <laughs> well, I mean. That's, uh, you know, if someone feels that strongly about it, then yeah, they shouldn't. And that's what's for them. So, I mean, that's kind of the, I think the point we kept making that everyone has to evaluate the subject Mm -hmm. for themselves and you know you and God knows you. So I don't know you. I would say hold to your convictions. Sorry, go ahead. You know, don't make any definitives on like we came out of, you know, living water and everything was let's push our convictions and call it sin. Hold your convictions, be true to who you are. And I say this to everybody who's listening, whoever mm-hmm. you are, hold to what God has spoken to you. Stay true to your convictions, how you've interpreted the scriptures and on the gray areas. Now, I will say again, I like I mentioned a couple times last night. I think it's funny how as soon as you talk start talking about convictions on a Christian platform, all of a sudden it's like, well, so sin doesn't exist and nothing is real. Yeah, sure. I'm telling. Yeah, go. And you can murder. You can murder people, people and you can steal cars and stuff because exactly. it's not against my convictions. That's exactly what I'm saying. Everybody, go do all of that stuff. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, I guess to can I to, finish my statement real quick though? Yeah. No statement. The heck out of it. So, so I will say, you know, yes, there are black and whites. There are things that God is not okay with. I. 100% am okay with that. But on those gray areas, if we're talking about drinking, if we're talking about cussing, blah, 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 the the stuff that there's no definitives on in the Bible, that there are people who have interpretations both ways with scriptures behind them. And social factors. Stick, Stay true to your convictions. Stay true to who got what God has spoken to you about these things. If you – and if, if you are someone who is convic- convicted about that and I'm hanging out with you – 
I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna abandon your convictions in front of you. Like if someone if you don't drink and I'm hanging out with you and you are offended by it, then I won't drink in front of you. It's not that big of a deal to me. Like I'm yeah. not trying to push my uh progressive viewpoints or anything like that i don't care i am i am who i am you are who you are i will respect you if you respect me and if you don't respect me i'll still respect you so that's where i am be you yeah. i'll be me i'm i know 100 100 and i mean all of us agree that if someone was like honestly i felt like god if someone said honestly i feel like god wanted me to steal that car <laughs> and we would be like, ah, you know, I don't think that's what was, I don't think that's what should have happened. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we would objectively all be like, uh, so that's not really based on your convictions there, guy. That's a little, that's a little, it's different. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But, uh, um, to, to, I guess I asked the question the wrong way. Okay. What would you say, if anything, to, let's say a friend of ours or is someone that a friend of yours, if they said they're Christian and they genuinely said to you and were concerned and said, Hey, I genuinely believe that. And I love you, but I genuinely believe that that's not okay for, for you to get drunk like that. Would you just say, I don't want to have this conversation or I don't think it's healthy for us to have this conversation or would you explain it? And if you were going to explain it, what would you say to them? I mean, obviously, I can't. We can't emulate that whole conversation right now. We don't have time for I mean, that. Honestly, but like, yeah, if you were going to yeah. give like a, just a, a thought about it, honestly, it depends on their level of respect. How much I would go in into that conversation, mm-hmm. like Stone, for instance, super awesome guy. We sat there and debated back and forth. He completely believes that being drunk is a sin. It's a, something that you wouldn't do. That you shouldn't do. You know, he said that, you know, he's okay with having a beer or two with his friends, but he doesn't get drunk. Okay, that's completely understandable. And we talked back and forth. And at the end of it, I was like, well, you know what? Honestly, let's figure it out as brothers. You know, if you want to get together Mm -hmm. sometime, you have your beliefs on it. You really think it's wrong. Maybe maybe it is wrong. Maybe because that's the thing. Like throughout all of this, like I'm not claiming to be the holder of truth. I want to be the seeker of truth. I want to find what's right in this world and what's right to God. Yeah. You know, if if you can bring me hardcore evidence that drinking itself or getting drunk is a sin and yeah. God doesn't want me to do it, you know, I'll, I won't do it if, if, sure. I, if my heart and my mind are changed on those things. But the thing is, yeah. it depends on the level of respect. If someone yeah. comes to me and pride and says, oh, well, you're in sin and you're leading people astray, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like the same aspect. You know, I know I keep going back to it, but the same aspect we had at Living Water, where it was very much a destructive environment of like, oh, well, sin and you're going to hell and you can't lead people. You can't be in leadership. You can't blah, 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 and this and that. That's a negative way to handle if you think someone's in sin or not. But I do believe as a brother... If you genuinely believe someone's in sin and you love them and you care for them, you do have an obligation at least to reach out to them and 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 show that. So, I mean, if someone if someone does believe what I'm doing is sin, I'm not against talking about it. I'm 
a nice person, even though I have beliefs that are kind of different than most other Christians, I'm not married to them. Like, it's what I believe. It's what I, you know, through all my journeying or whatever, like, this is where I'm at. But the thing is, like, I'm not married to anything other than the fact that I love Jesus. Like, so yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, to me, it depends on how much are you respecting me while you're talking to okay. me? Are you telling okay. me that I'm just some dirty, rotten sinner who's going to hell? Okay. See you later. Good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> bye. I don't want to, I don't want to talk to you. Okay. <laughs> but are you Lizzie, someone, oh, sorry, go ahead. someone who like stone, you know, you genuinely believe what you do, you know, you want to talk about it. You want to not necessarily debate it, but bring up your points and, you know, get together sometime even and like go into more in-depth studying on it or whatever. I'm okay with that. And I'm okay to be wrong. And I'm not trying to offend anybody in what I believe. But where I'm at right now is I'm not going to hold back on what I think and what I believe. I'm going to be sure. honest of where I'm at. I'm not, I don't want to sugarcoat anything and I don't want to try and play both sides. I don't want to manipulate my words to whatever. Like I am who I am. I'm okay to be wrong. I'm yeah. humble, whatever. Like, but this is just, this is me. So. Sure. I don't know. Libby, do you feel differently or you feel exactly the same as Keith? Um, pretty much the same a little. I mean, I have a very small circle of people that, um, I would probably allow a lot of that input and conversation. Gotcha. So, uh, I can honor and respect anyone's belief and I'm not closed mm -hmm. off to conversation, but sure. as far as having someone come into my life for any reason to tell me they think that I'm sinning or something, mm -hmm. it, that would be a, a small group of people that I could think of that I would, um, like gen genuinely want to have a conversation with. So gotcha. Gotcha. Because I know okay. that they love me. They've proven that, you know, well ahead of time. And so um, that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, when addressing those things, love be the standard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think when you address those things, you have to use the Danny silk, uh, love sandwich strategy where it's like, you say something nice about them and then say, okay, <laughs> well here's uh let's talk about this real quick. But I love you, and uh, this doesn't change the way I feel about you, or blah, blah, blah. Like, we have yeah. to, people have to know, and that's the thing, like, take religion out of it. Look at the political climate. Look at the cultural climate. Everything is, breed, is bred towards hostility, where we're at right now in society. So it's only, it's only obvious that that's going to translate into the church. Because everything is hostile right now. Like, if you have a viewpoint on politics that doesn't agree with someone, they're upset. A, a viewpoint on race, a viewpoint on anything, a viewpoint on religion, a viewpoint on sexuality, whatever it is. If you have a differing viewpoint on anything nowadays, all of a sudden you're my enemy. All of a sudden now we have to be offended and argue with each other. That doesn't have mm -hmm. to be. I can talk to anybody yeah. about anything and we can talk, we can debate, we can still be friends. And like, you are allowed to think differently than me. That's where I'm at. 
You are allowed to be different than I am, and I'm okay with that. I am who I am. You are who you are. Yeah. I So, so uh, I agree with both of those points. I uh, something, something interesting that Keith said last night was that something that I just didn't know because I haven't experienced, and I think that a lot of crotchety old Christian people who are like drinking is a sin don't know either is that like when you're – like I talked to Keith and Nate about it, like when you're intoxicated, it's not like your morality leaves you. You all, you still believe exactly what you believed before. You're just slower and things feel different. And it doesn't necessarily, it's not like ruin your life mode. It's, I'm still me. I'm just intoxicated. Um, but I, I'm going to have to go in like 10 minutes. So I want to ask one more question here because this is kind of like what we ended our conversation on last night. And I thought it was, it was the nugget of truth that I walked away from. Okay. Um, do you think either one of you think that it's okay for someone, for a Christian to say, I'm going to get totally wasted tonight. Like I'm just going to lose all control of my life and just get absolutely wasted. Is that okay? Um, that sounds like a terrible next day, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> that's a co- it's still, it sounds really simple, but that's still a complicated that question. That kind of makes me want to vomit just thinking about it. Yeah. Like what, yeah. when you just say. the physical effects of that. Just say, start, that's terrible for you physically, I would say. Okay. Okay. Like, what do you, so let me define this before I answer. Like, what do you mean by like totally just wasted like like going into the night like with the intention of is it just the is it going into the night with the intention or is it like the intention to get drunk and do stupid things like the intention the intention to lose control like i just want to get like blackout drunk and that's what i'm going to do tonight i am going to not remember what happened unwise decision for anyone christian or not yeah Okay. Fair, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Like, I guess like my to, question last night was well, that like, like it has to come back down to like why do they want to get drunk? I think is like the motivation that we have to figure out. If I want to get drunk just to hang out with my friends, you know, I'm at a friends having a birthday party or just hanging out at my house or something like that and we just feel like getting drunk together. Or is it I want to get drunk because I want to forget my life or I want to get drunk because I want to get the confidence to hook up with random girls or like for me, like it, it sounds like a simple question, but I feel like it is still complicated because it, it come, what's your motivation for drinking? Cause I, I feel mean, like if it, I want to just hang out with my friends and get drunk, regardless of how drunk I want to get, I trust my friends and I trust whatever like my obviously my goal of drinking i never want to go into it like yeah i just want to get completely plastered and forget everything and wake up and have no remembrance of anything but that sounds self-destructive yeah to me. i totally totally agree 100 percent. so i mean like the thing that i think we talked about last night is that we me and keith and nate had a conversation about like is there, can you get too drunk? Like, I'm not talking about like, 
Like you could drink beer all or whatever it is you're drinking all the way up to the point where you're like, I shouldn't drink anymore or I'm going to puke and still be in an okay place. But like there is also a place inside of drunkenness that you could go that's beyond that where you're like, no, I'm going to keep pushing. And then you eventually get to a place where wisdom does leave you, your boundaries leave you and you are not who you would normally be. And that, to seek out like to say when you when I get drunk, I want to go to that place where I am losing my wisdom and I'm losing my boundaries. And I, you know, like because you can incapacitate yourself to that point with alcohol and to go into it with a mindset that says I want to lose control. I think me personally, I think that that there's a heart issue there of like self-destructive tendencies and to to say I want to get drunk and I want to lose control of myself, I don't think that someone could say that on a regular basis or I don't even really think they can say that period and still be like God's 100% with me just losing all control and wisdom because God wants us to make wise choices and you can get drunk wisely, I think, but you can also get drunk with the intention of losing control and that that reveals a heart issue. Well, because isn't that like the the point of God putting parameters as to like what's the best thing for us? So if you're drinking yeah. to get blackout drunk, physically that's awful for you. And emotionally probably you're going to do stuff that you'll regret. So that would make it bad for you. Yeah, exactly. That's That's kind of like. All I'm saying is that like that's there we can define and say that there is a way to handle alcohol that is abuse okay. and 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 it comes from I will agree with it, that. it comes from a bad place that's already there in your heart where you're like I don't give a rip about wisdom screw wisdom I don't but need I wisdom what, that liked, reveals a poor relationship with God in my opinion yeah I liked what uh, Nate said last night. He said that we drink not because we want to abuse it, but because we want to use it. Yes. I, w- I like to drink to feel good. I don't want to drink to abuse it. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, you can abuse anything, but just because it can be abused doesn't mean it will. Um, just like you were talking about, like, there's entire cultures that are built around uh, just uh, idolatry of sex <laughs> and stuff like that. Yes, that that can be abused, but... Is sex wrong? No. In the confines of marriage and stuff, like, it's a good thing. But the thing is, like, it's not inherently bad because it can be abused and used as sin. I think alcohol is kind of like the same way. Like, I can use alcohol to feel good, to relax. And, you know, like I said last night, you're coming from it from the perspective of an extrovert um, and not to, like, um, invalidate anything you've said, but also like someone who hasn't really experienced alcohol or drunkenness, like sure, you're sure. hypothetically answering questions and not that it's wrong because you're pretty dead on on most of it. But at the same time, like, like I said before, like I said last night, I will not, I will not, um, judge anything that I have not experienced. So for me, and what I'm saying is like, I feel like you can use it in a good way, in a way to open mm-hmm. yourself up. Like I'm yeah. natu- like I was saying last night, I'm naturally an introvert. Like I'm going into a room and I'm thinking about every conversation I'm going to have, the points I'm going to bring up to someone, 
when I'm in a conversation with someone, I'm listening to what they're saying, and I'm thinking of all my, how can I keep this conversation going? What questions can I ask them? What can I talk about? Blah, blah, blah. Because I'm self-aware of that, and I'm self-conscious. When I drink, I'm not like that. I just say whatever's on my mind, and it's easier to just relax and have a good time. Yeah, so and that's how I feel most of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's how you are all the time. So you're naturally an extrovert. You, honestly, you don't need alcohol to be in a good mood, and I don't need it anyways. If anyone who needed it, that's an issue. But the thing is, I like drinking because it does loosen me up to where I'm not so self-conscious and aware and computerized in my thinking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So, and I'm not invalidating. I'm not saying that you have no... No, you're, I don't think you are. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is I don't think you have any... I'm not saying you don't have any validation in what you're saying because you've never been drunk because what you're saying is pretty dead on. But I'm just saying, like, you know, for me, like, I'm never going to judge something. I'm never going to put parameters on it if I haven't experienced it. But I will say, yes, there is a bad mindset with drinking that you can have that's destructive, but... Yeah, the There's rap video mindset. mindset. Have shots, to, shots, shots, shots. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you can. You don't have to abuse it. You can use it to feel good, but you don't have to abuse it. Yeah, exactly. Food is good. Yeah, it, don't you, abuse it. You would not live without food, mm-hmm. but it's bad if you eat too much. <laughs> don't so. go getting type two diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> so. That's yep. it. Yeah. Good that stuff. Is, I'm sorry that I had to jump off here, but um, I love you guys, and I thank you so much for your friendship and your conversation. Uh, to every Pilgrim and Prodigal out there, thank you for listening all the way to the end, uh, at least of my section. <laughs> yeah, guys. <laughs> love you too, Ben. Yeah, yeah thank you for listening, and uh, I will talk to you guys El Latero. And remember, be blessed and highly favored. The Lord yeah. shines his light upon you from heaven above. Yeah. And just yeah. also remember that's your responsibility to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs>